Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three, living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Join me today as I bring you the next episode in the series, Decluttering Room by Room. I've asked six women to join me in tackling various areas in our home. We'll chat about how to keep each space minimal and most efficient for our families. In this episode, Amy Eiler, creator of House of Eilers, will take us through bathroom decluttering. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way you can help this podcast succeed and grow. All right, I'm really looking forward to you hearing this conversation with Amy. Each guest that I've had in the series has brought something different to the table and just tips that I hadn't necessarily heard before. I know that everyone's approach to decluttering and minimalism is going to look so different. I reiterate that all the time, but I really did love some of the tips she provided in this episode. So I hope it benefits you. I know it's already benefited me, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Amy. Amy, thank you so much for joining me on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Yeah, I'm seriously so excited to be here. I am like an avid listener of your podcast, so I'm just excited to be a part of what you're creating. Oh, I appreciate it. It's funny. I haven't interviewed someone in several months, but I usually have interviews recorded at least three months, sometimes four or five months in advance. So I haven't done this in a while. So I feel like I'm a little bit out of practice. So hopefully this goes well, but I'm excited to hear. (laughs) I'm excited to hear about decluttering the bathroom. This is the next episode in our series, Room by Room. So before we get into all those questions, I'd love for you just to introduce who you are and then we'll take it from there. Sure. I'm a mom to four totally awesome girls, um, six and under. It's a girl party at our house all day long. Um, we do have an outlier, our husband, my husband, Eric. Um, I love trolling him on Instagram with like all of his lawn obsession stuff. Poor man, but he's a good sport. Um, we really started our journey towards minimalism about three years ago. We relocated for my husband's job across the state. Um, so we made a three hour move. And I was 30 weeks pregnant with our third child and Eric was already working in the new town. So I had to facilitate the buying, the selling of our homes, um, going through our entire home of like nine years worth of indecision and clutter. Mm -hmm. And that really forced me to like check my priorities and go from there. And that's where I kind of dove into like all of this minimalism stuff. Yeah, no, that's great. I say all the time that moving really makes it clear what you do need and don't want. And so I think that that is Mm -hmm. really helpful. And I'll just say it again on the podcast. I know Gretchen Rubin talks about doing a virtual move. And so that's really just not actually moving, but acting as if you are and then going through, I guess it's kind of like a prompting or a motivation. That's really what it Mm -hmm. is. But well, and Gretchen Rubin was like one of my favorite. I love a couple of her books. She was one of my like biggest inspirations with this because she's Mm -hmm. not, she's just known for minimalism, but so much beyond it. And so many life things. And I like love her idea of like doing the fake move. I think it's so healing when you're kind of going through your things. Yeah, absolutely. We did the same thing when we moved last year. It was just, we had already been living a minimalist lifestyle, but then I feel like when you move, you really do confront things that maybe you've been putting off or just Mm -hmm. things that build up and you don't even realize it in the day to day. So I can see how that would kind of get you guys on your own little journey of minimalism. So well, We're here to talk about the bathroom, so it's kind of a weird place to declutter, but it is a place that gets 
cluttered. I, I think it's important to discuss this and have this be one of our rooms because I think that so often we don't realize what spaces in our home are causing not anxiety, but just causing extra stress that we don't necessarily need. First things first, how do we begin to declutter our bathroom? Sure. I like to keep it as simple as possible. I don't, especially for like moms, especially moms with little ones, um, I don't often recommend emptying an entire space out and going back in. But in the bathroom, I that's like my main way to go because it's a smaller room. Often you're only sorting through a couple different categories of things. So you can tackle it usually in like a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first step with the bathroom is always like empty the entire space. In the, the way storage is set up in bathrooms, it's deep cupboards, deep drawers, a lot of bots that where things get shoved behind. So taking and emptying that entire drawer, that entire cupboard, I always lay a towel or a blanket down on the floors because like things are gunky powders get everywhere when you're kind of digging through all of this stuff. Um, so it just makes it a little bit easier, but empty that whole space out. And when you're pulling things out, kind of sort them into categories, like, you know, plop all your nail care in one pile, all your hair care in another pile, all your cosmetics in one pile. So as you're emptying, you're already doing step two, sort things by categories. When everything's sorted and you can go back in and tackle your items and really reassess what you need, My favorite thing to do, um, and this serves moms so well um, moving forward, is create an everyday space Mm -hmm. when you're putting your items back into your bathroom. Mm. Um, The average morning, we only use a few repeat items every single day. Like you have your go-to mascara or, you know, you, you might just brush your hair and brush your teeth. And those are your like everyday items. So create a little space even if it's just a basket on a shelf or just one drawer. But for me, that's my toothbrush, toothpaste, my cleanser and lotion, a couple cosmetics items, and my brush and curling iron. And that's all I keep in my everyday space. And it's just a really simple spot that we can head to each morning where we find only our essentials. And that means we don't have to tackle that decision fatigue that can really trap us in our morning routine. It mm-hmm. can leave us behind in our schedule. Our everyday things are right there. They're uncluttered. They're waiting for us. They're waiting to serve us. We can get in and out and get the job done. After that, it's just kind of you're filtering through the things that you use sometimes, but not all the time. And those are like, you know, your lesser common storage items. Like maybe you have like a exfoliating scrubs, clarifying shampoos. I store those things separate from my everyday items. So that way, when I go to try and find my like daily moisturizer, I'm not digging through, you know, all my face potions to try to find my everyday moisturizer. Um, I keep all those things separate. And if I'm not using an item in the bathroom, like every couple of months, I I really question, do I even need it? Is it serving me a purpose at all? Mm -hmm. We tend to hang on to a lot of things in the bathroom just because we purchased them and not because we actually use them. Mm -hmm. 100%. So this question is a bit off the cuff, but what about your husband's thing? So I would say for my, my bathroom, it's quite little right outside the bathroom we have I guess it's not as big I guess it's a linen closet that's what it would be considered Mm -hmm. but there are shelves in there and that's where I kind of keep the stuff that you would store in the bathroom so I think people would enter my bathroom and be like wow you have nothing in here but your toothbrushes and toothpaste but it's like I have everything else in the closet right outside the hallway Mm -hmm. and honestly with little kids even my shampoo and conditioner, that's stored underneath my sink because my son, I can't tell you how many times he has been in the bathtub and emptied my entire shampoo and conditioner. And it's just so wasteful. Yeah. So all that to say, I do have those things kind of tucked and hidden away in the bathroom. But I, I would say the linen closet right outside is where we usually keep most of the stuff that you're describing. But my husband... I guess he has his razor and his toothbrush and toothpaste. So what about men that are maybe using a few extra items and their space is 
they're cluttering our space. What do we do about that? First, I love that you keep the shampoo and stuff tucked away because I do that as well because the kids like it's a potion creator like mm-hmm. so much fun to get into that so we also in their bathroom mm-hmm. it's all tucked in the cupboard yeah. when we're not using it for bath time I don't yeah. know it's just so much more convenient yeah for sure but for husbands I think it's so important in any area of the home to like respect their space um, respect that they have freedom in the home as well the minute a wife or a partner comes in and tries to control the other partner's space and their free will mm-hmm. um, I oftentimes you'll see that's when like struggles happen and then you're opening up Pandora's box of issues you know mm-hmm. so what we do in our relationship we've defined we've defined boundaries within each kind of room or area so like he has his space in the bathroom and I have mine what he does with his space is up to him. Because he is a full-grown adult and he has that right. He's, the, you know, an owner of our home as well. Mm-hmm. And then what I do with my space is up to me. And so I just, even when he gets that clutter in that in the space, I just always focus on like, that's his spot. And I keep my eye in my zone. And, and it's, it's up to me what I do with my zone. And that's all I can control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then I guess... What do we do with our children's things? I know that a lot of us will buy all these extra toys or keep a lot of our just little things that maybe trinkets that we don't necessarily need in the bathroom that are our children's. So mm-hmm. do you have a specific place for that or what do you store in your bathroom? I like to hear real life examples. I feel like that's really helpful for people. Yes. Well, and we used to have, oh my gosh, the amount of bath toys that you mm-hmm. can acquire for a child. It was like a five gallon pail worth of bath toys when we first started parenting. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, first of all, I would dump it all in the tub and they would not play with it because it was like 50 things in the tub. And then I'm having to like clean out all these foam letters and, you know, all these squeaky toys that get the water and the mold inside of them. And I was like, what is this really worth? Is this worth the hassle Mm -hmm. and the stress that it's causing me to like clean up after every bath? Cause then I'm not wanting to even bathe my child. It's Mm -hmm. so much work. So what we actually do, we have a beach toy set that came with a netted bag. And it doubles as sand toys, beach toys, and then just a very few of those items, like the water pouring toys um, and like a strainer type toy, that kind of stuff that's really fun in the water specifically. Mm -hmm. Those toys we do keep in the tub. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after bath time, when they're dried off, I do tuck them away in the cupboard because that way they're not cluttering up the space. And it really doesn't take a lot of time. It's just, you know, that 30 seconds after it's dried. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that if you have a bin that you're going to keep those things in that you can easily, like you said, just tuck away. It makes it so much easier than to have all these things that are just loose and then you miss one. So I think that it's, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I do everything kind of right then and there. I might have the toys dry out a little bit on, because we have some sea creatures. That's what Martin likes to use. And then we just have cups, but I will put them to dry on the Mm -hmm. register And then when I come back in, it's like I clean the whole bathroom out and then we're done. And it takes a minute and I have my basket and they're tucked away. So I think that if we can either maybe habit stack that process with something else or if we're going to pull our kid out of the bathtub, get them dressed, and then right away we come back and do it. Like I think that if we can just get into those habits, it makes it so much easier than having to deal with everything at the end of the day. Exactly. We do the same thing. It's kind of just habit sticking. Like you get the kid out of the tub, mm-hmm. drain the water, you get your kids, you know, dried off, dressed. And then I always go right back into the bathroom and I mop everything up with the towel. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you dry the toys and our toys go in the, the bucket that we use to rinse them. Mm-hmm. And then the bucket goes in the cupboard. So it's like a tote. The bucket serves also as a tote to store things. Mm-hmm. I think that people might be listening right now and thinking, 
that seems kind of extreme or just like a lot of extra work. But I really do think that when you start to pair one behavior with another, it really does it, it does become yeah. habit and it does become just something that you don't even think about, which I guess is a habit. But I, I don't yeah. think it's nearly as hard as yeah. it seems. So what is something, I guess, that would keep us stuck when it comes to decluttering our bathrooms? The one thing, I mean, there's so many things that you hear mm. from people. Um, but the one thing for me that always comes up in people, like it's like a reoccurring thing is I spent all this money on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes what we find in our bathroom when we go in to declutter the space are all these purchases for self-improvement mm. um, or purchases and investments of who we want to be or who we want to become. Um, like such a good example is like, you know, you buy that like seventh step skincare regimen or whatever it is mm-hmm. that like trending and you think like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to all these steps. I'm going to have amazing glowing skin and the perfect complexion. Mm-hmm. And then it sits there. It sits in the drawer or on the shelf because you just don't, I don't have time for a seven step skincare program. Like yeah. I would love to, but it's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. And and we think about how much money we've spent on that and the investment. And so many people have a hard time moving past that. Like I spent the money on it. I need to use it. But being realistic in that we might not be able to use it in our real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent how would we move through those challenges for someone that does feel that way that they keep purchasing? I guess what realization could they have or what do we do with those things? Cause I think it's tough to have invested in something, especially when it's attached to something that is so emotional or just, it has to do with our mindset. I think it's harder to purge mm-hmm. those items. So I guess, how would you say we move through those challenges? You hear this phrase in minimalism a lot when you're studying it, like the money is spent, it's gone. So you need, like, you need to move on and stop dwelling from the, on that. At the end of the day, you can't gain that financial loss back. Mm-hmm. You have to just like look at the item and be realistic with yourself. Like, what can I, can I use this for anything? And if I can't, maybe I can pass it on to someone who can. Like, maybe you have a sister or a friend or a family member that could use it and think instead about, not how the loss of financial, like the financial loss is hurting you, but how that the money you spent can better improve someone else. Um, and really there's a lot of guilt associated with that because you spent the money on it and finance, like spending money on things and guilt go like hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, realizing that letting that item go, you're also letting the guilt go from that, that failed purchase. Mm-hmm. And then when, once you start to do that, more and more throughout not just your bathroom but your home you realize that the guilt these items hold is such a weight on you that when you do let them go and just be truthful with yourself it is so freeing so what have you done with the items that you have gotten rid of because like you said you can give them to someone else i specifically with my cousin or my sister i'll typically say hey do you want this before i think it probably gets mm-hmm. a little bit tricky when it comes to things that have already been opened but i didn't know if you had yeah. any good resources or if we just have to unfortunately toss some of those things yeah um linens because in in the bathroom you get in the bathroom and it's like wow just a surplus of linens and towels always. Um, but those are so perfect for a local animal shelter. Animal shelters are always accepting like linens and towels, Mm -hmm. like used or not, the condition doesn't matter. They will take them. Mm -hmm. Um, unopened toiletries are so perfect for maybe a warming shelter, a women's Mm -hmm. shelter. Um, I know in our old hometown, they had a boys and girls club that had a shower program for children that didn't have access to a shower or a bath at home. Um, and they would take unopened product, otherwise open things like you know, it's just a matter of using your discretion. And at the end of the day, recycle like it, you, the, a lot of those 
the packaging in those could potentially, you know, be recycled. Mm -hmm. So you just have to do the best you can. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I guess I should have touched on earlier. Usually for me, when I'm thinking about decluttering my bathroom, you said take everything out. And I guess what I would say is that even those pictures on the wall that you're thinking may belong there, or you really want to really decorate that space. I think for bathrooms, because it is an area with moisture and that it can be really tricky to clean, I really do think that you should pull everything out and keep it out Mm -hmm. for a month. Give yourself a month, set a time limit on it and see what you miss. Because often too, we're cluttering our countertops with bowls of whatever. I've maybe I'm thinking more of like my mom's generation. But I, I just, no, totally. Yeah, I'm just seeing these things that I'm like, does that really serve a purpose in here? Like, yeah, that might kind of look nice, but also it wouldn't look bad if you didn't have it and then you don't have to worry about dusting that mm-hmm. or it taking up precious counter space. So, yeah. I think setting timeline and boundaries is really important, really with anything that you're decluttering, but especially in the bathroom. And I always do say start in the bathroom first because you're right. It is the smallest room Mm -hmm. in the home typically, and um, we don't have as much of an attachment to things that are in the bathroom. I totally agree. And one thing with, and just this is like lived experience for me, like tenfold, but Mm -hmm. I used to have like the bathroom with like all the decor and like bathroom bathroom tchotchkes Mm -hmm. because I thought that's what I needed and what I liked but Mm -hmm. I oh my gosh I never cleaned my bathroom because it was so overwhelming Mm -hmm. like everything would get that bathroom dust on it and it was so hard to clean up and so I and even the simple task of wiping down my bathroom counter was so daunting Mm -hmm. because I had to just move everything and dust everything and now like you said like how much decor do you really need in a bathroom like I would now I clean our bathroom once a week and it's like it's I hate to say this because I'm going to get made fun of for it, but it's kind of a joyful experience because I, I tackle it once a week. It takes maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. and it is such a sparkling clean space. Now it is so nice to walk into every single time I have to go in there because it's clean, it's taken care of, and it's, there's a pride that goes with that. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me to enter the space and do all the bathroom things when it's an enjoyable space to be in. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that for people that are really creative and love to design spaces, maybe you could pull, maybe, maybe this, I shouldn't say this, but I was going to say, maybe you could pull a wallpaper in there, but I don't know how wallpaper does with moisture. So maybe that's a bad idea, but if you're using (laughs) cool paint or a cool design, I think that that would be a great way to decorate the space. Mm -hmm. So I think that we have to think, I think less is more in that space. Cause you're right. Yes. You don't want an overwhelmed bath. I don't don't really know how to describe this. I feel like I want the bathroom to be more sterile, if that makes sense. Yes. I don't don't know. I don't know if that's just a mental thing or if that's a me thing, but I want it to be nice and pristine and clean and not overwhelmed. I don't know. Well, and even and even um, when we're decluttering the bathroom, we don't always think about the shower mm. because some people will just keep their shower curtain closed um, and you may keep like all your different things that you would use in the shower all the time in the shower. Like I know I used to have like a three-tiered rack mm-hmm. in the shower and it had every face scrub, body exfoliant, like they were all in there, all my different conditioners. Mm-hmm. Um but I could never, like, I could never go in and clean my shower because it was like, it took me five minutes to take all the bottles out and, yeah. and I would keep the curtain closed and the bathroom would look darker and more closed off. And now 
we keep just like in our master bath, we keep like the, you know, just the shampoo, conditioner, body wash, the few things that we need every time we shower. Mm-hmm. And not only is it like so easy to clean my shower regularly, but we keep the curtain open and our bathroom looks so much bigger and brighter because of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's actually another good thing that you could use to decorate as a shower curtain. You could really invest in a nice shower curtain to design that space. So, and you're right. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that when we have the shower curtain slightly pulled open, it does make the space feel so much bigger. And I don't know. I I think there are ways that you could probably play around with. I'm not a designer. I'm just a minimalist. I'm here to help you to clean. But yeah, I think that those are some great tips. And I was going to ask you what the best thing is that you personally experienced, but it sounds like it is just having that more sterile, like joyful experience when you're cleaning, but do you have anything else I guess mm-hmm. you would say in regards to just the benefit of decluttering? Sure. I just, as a mom with like before minimalism, I had two toddlers and I would go to, to go get ready in the morning. And it was so overwhelming. Like I was just around, like I, the bathroom, like we had said, the bathroom wasn't always the cleanest. Mm -hmm. Um, I, to try to find my everyday mascara, I had to dig through like 40 cosmetic items Mm -hmm. to get there. It was so overwhelming. And now I have four kids. I've doubled my kid count Mm -hmm. and I can walk into my bathroom. It is clean. It is bright. It, takes me like 12 minutes to get ready, start to finish. Like I show this on my Instagram often, like tap to tidy mom, Mm. because I need that time. Like I need that time to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. I can't, we talk about self-care so much in motherhood right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily believe that basic hygiene totally qualifies solely as self-care, but I do truly believe that it's the starting point. Mm -hmm. I mean, how are we supposed to achieve the soul level of self-care that we need if we can't even meet our basic hygiene needs? Mm -hmm. And it's, for me, it's so overwhelming when you walk into a space, if it's not decluttered, um, And when you, when you're someone that has dealt, like in the past, I've dealt with like anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the first things that they tell you is like, get up in the morning, take care of yourself, get Mm -hmm. ready for the day. And it can make like leaps and bounds in your mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And completing that act of self-care goes such a long way. We, we simply, we cannot fill up our cup if our basic human needs are not first met. And that starts very often that starts in the bathroom and just basic hygiene. Yeah, that's very, very true. I would say that there's probably arguments of where to declutter different spaces of your home, but I think the bathroom is a really great place to start. I agree. A bathroom for me is always the starting point for people. I think you just, you gain so much from it in your daily life mm-hmm. that if you are overwhelmed, you look at your whole home and you are so overwhelmed by it, by where to start. And I know that because I've lived it. Yeah. I've lived with the basement of 10 years of indecision, just stacked up. Mm-hmm. Um, the first place to start is the bathroom because it's the quick in and out. You can get it done in a day or two. Mm-hmm. If even, you know, even if you're drowning in it, you can get it done efficiently. Well, this was great. I think that we both can agree that the bathroom is just the first place to get started and just how easy it can be to get that motivation going to declutter the rest of your home. So I know this is episode, I think, five in this series, but if people are just now starting to listen, hopefully they can go back and get that ball rolling and that motivation to declutter the other areas of their home. So I do appreciate you talking about this, but if listeners want to connect more with you, where can they find you online? Absolutely. They can find me um, at houseofislers.com. Otherwise, my Instagram page is where I'm the most active, um, just at House of Islers. And I'm always on there. So Great. Yeah, I feel like Instagram's what we would do without Instagram these days. Maybe we should live without Instagram these days. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now? AKA, what is your minimalist moment of the week? Sure. Well, I just, we just tackled our entire home. Um, we just wrapped up the going simple challenge over on my Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, so my home is kind of set, but we are in the, we are like in the depths of virtual schooling right now with mm-hmm. our six year old if she's in first grade. Mm-hmm. So we're really working on trying to establish the school rhythms and mm-hmm. bring in the little ones with kind of Montessori homeschool elements. And it's just a lot to take on. So that's our main focus right now. Yeah, no, I can understand that that would be really overwhelming. All right. My last question for you is what is something that you can't stop talking about? Right now we actually just launched our Simplicity Coaching brand, which is like a branch of um, just kind of my brand that I've always wanted to do. And it's been so rewarding. I've been working like one-on-one with women because I really don't think minimalism is a one-size-fits-all. So working just one-on-one with women literally across the country and seeing how simplifying their homes has, it just snowballs into their family life and their relationships and well as working with them just in motherhood. It's Mm -hmm. just been so rewarding and I'm so excited for the future with that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, Amy, this was such a great episode. I appreciate all the tips that you shared today and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less.